Okay, hey, this is Joy, HSV Progressive. Um, I'm, we're going to record um, local government stuff tonight. Um, and I'm going to talk first a little bit about the Madison County Commission meeting from the 18th of January. And then Tris Emmy Wilson is going to join um, and talk about uh, with me the City Council, Huntsville City Council meeting from the 26th. Of January uh, so let's start here with a few notes on the um, Madison County Commission uh, they Madison County Commission meets every other week on Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. and they are online um, and if you just look up Madison County Commission there's a link there's a link right there on the front front page to to uh, get to the to the online um, page you know takes you right there um it's not terribly hard to navigate once you kind of get the hang of it uh and you can look up the agenda and follow along um it, it if i have a chance i i like to go down there but most of the time i can't so i just watch online uh this week there is no um city council meeting either so i well, there's a Madison County Commission meeting tomorrow. I'll be watching, but I'll just be home. Um, okay, so on the 18th of January, uh, the, you know, they do uh, 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 first um, a prayer and then the Pledge of Allegiance, just like most places, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting. I, I um, being the uh, atheist malcontent that I am, I uh, usually ignore those things, and I certainly don't stand or anything like that. And, I, you know, maybe you want to call me a bad citizen, or maybe I'm the best citizen. It's just a matter of perspective. Um, but I just thought it was very interesting. I noticed that the guy who gave the prayer did not put, as instructed, as we were instructed, uh, he did not put his hand on his heart for the Pledge of Allegiance where everybody else in the room did, so far as I could see. Except me, of course. Um, so, you know, that's some sort of commentary that he serves a higher power, I think, than the state. So, maybe I do too. Anyway. Um, let's see. Items 3, 4, 5, and 6 were vacancies and board appointments. Um, for things like, uh, you know, water, sewer, fire, um, and other random sort of things that I don't know much about. So what kind of commentary can I have? Um, item 7 was uh, acceptance of the minutes from the last meeting in December. Um, and item 8 was an approval of an insolvent report for of for the county attorney by the tax collector and i think the amount was something like $2700 and man the, that whole discussion was entirely confusing so i'm curious to figure out what the heck was going on with that and you know way to keep things confusing folks okay Item nine was a vacation of uh, an easement for utility and drainage. 
Um, so pretty standard stuff. Uh, this looks like maybe, maybe it was in hazel green, or maybe it's for a company in favor of a company who is in hazel green. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see, item ten. Oh, this was uh, at least moderately interesting. Um, this was a, a vacation of uh, right-of-way. Um, they turned a road over to the owners of the property. Apparently it runs right through their press. not a public road. It doesn't go anywhere. So they gave it to the people. And um, it's a, I think it was about 60 feet of road or something weird like that. Um, and the actually the the people the Johnsons whose property it was, if I recall correctly, came and spoke about it, but uh, not a really big deal or anything. Um, let's see, item eleven was for the lease of a generator for the water department, um, and it, it amounted to about forty five hundred dollars. Um, and but only a lease, so you know that will be a recurring um, charge. But um, I, I think this is a, a long-standing sort of agreement, like that's for the year or something like that. Which, of course, I'm going to say that the you know one of the most important, if not the most important. Um, services that a government provides that keeps civilization civilized is running water. So I'm kind of going to be a-okay if they need a generator to keep water running. We a actually need water worse than electricity. I know that's weird because, man, we're all going to be kind of sunk if electricity goes south, but sewage and water are just huge anyway um the items uh 12 and 13 were some appropriations for casa which um is care assurance system for the aging and homebound um and i have had some dealings with casa when my mother came to live with me and i think they're kind of wonderful people so I'm happy for them to get, you know, $2,500 here or there from the Madison County Commission. That's a good place place for my taxes to go, if you ask me. Um, item 14 was some floor repairs at the Monrovia Community Center. Um, okay, I guess that's uh, that property is a, a Madison County um, property. Provided uh, a community center provided for the you know, health and well-being of the county um, residents, so that's cool. They're taking care of it. Uh, item fifteen. <laughs> item fifteen was uh, look. It says authorize agreement with IVM Solutions LLC regarding vegetation control services. There was absolutely no discussion about this. It was simply passed. You know how the county um, attorney, as I've remarked before, says, this is appropriate for the commissioners to vote yay on, you know. They just passed that. I, the words vegetation control kind of scare the crap out of me. Um, 
if you hang in here, I read a poem for this um, episode of HSV Progressive, kind of about um, how chemicals can go wrong, called Love Canal. So you might want to listen to that. Vegetation control with no discussion. What are, kind of vegetation control are they doing? Uh, what, where, to whom, what, what, safety, anything. I got no idea. They just voted yay on it. Go to town. Item 16 was about using a crane for something. Again, no discussion, so I don't know. I, you know, I hope they're not using a crane for vegetation control, i.e. maybe pulling up trees or something like that. Not happy about this. Um, let's see. Uh, so then we got one, two, three, four, five, six items for District 6, uh, which I think is my district. <laughs> I should know that. Um, I'll, I'll make sure I know that. Um, but if I recall correctly, it was, uh, it was my account, uh, commissioner who, who um, spoke for these when speaking was required. So that would make, make it my district. Um, these are all District 6 budget items in particular. Uh, there's um, a $20,000 for housing uh, going to Family Services Center, Inc., there's $5,000 for housing, going to the Downtown Rescue Mission. Here's more money for housing, going to New Futures. Uh, here's some more money put forward in, by my commissioner for housing, going to something called the Rhea Rose Home for Children. Uh, and then here's, that was $5,000, and here's $2,000 uh, going to which one is this? They're going to WH Council Community Development Corporation um, for uh, just uh, assistance to homeless people. Well, I have to say, you don't hear this kind of stuff. A, a recognition that we have a homeless problem and that we need to put money into housing them um, so that they won't be homeless, so that they can um, escape that. Uh, vicious cycle. Um, so I'm pretty happy that somebody's trying to put this forward. I haven't heard any other people doing that. Um, let's see, then comes um, another, oh this one's D6 also, and this one is, oh I know what this one was. Um, this was to hire a music, 3,500 to hire a musician several times over the year to go to the senior center. I remember that when my mom was living in assisted living, that that was a high point when they had uh, people come in to entertain. So again, I think that's charitable, good work uh, being done. Um, then came money to Blake's Lawn Care. Okay, first of all, I just have to say this. The idea of the American lawn is anathema. It is contrary to biodiversity, um, and it's ugly, and uh, I, we need to change our thinking about that. So when anything that says lawn care comes up, 
you're going to get me saying things like this. Uh, they did say that uh, this was for mowing and trimming and stuff like that, and weed control was included, which is more chemicals, I would bet, being dumped, uh, in particular Roundup. By the way, you know Roundup now is everywhere. It's in your body. Glyphosates are. It's it's everywhere. Uh, let's see. Uh, on that cheery note, let's go on to the next item. Um, let's see, a software license for uh, 8 and 8.9 thousand um, dollars. Um, uh, then came something to for, oh yeah, this was uh, Motorola Solutions Incorporated for the purchase of radio equipment for the sheriff's office. So there's our money going to law enforcement. Uh, can I just say, I'm just going to say the word defund. Um, you guys have listened to my alternatives to policing with Catherine, so you kind of know where I stand on that. Uh, item 27, Kronos Incorporated, timekeeping, again, more sheriff's uh, timekeeping stuff. Uh, then 28 through items 31 were items for the water department. I've already told you, water is vital to our continued ability to remain civilized. Um, uh, which is why you got to keep fracking out of your state, okay? Anyway, um, one of the reasons. Authorize agreement, so uh, water system improvements, um, water system improvements, uh, Madison County water system controls, uh, and water system capacity analysis. All of these sound like good um, civilization guarding uh, um, needs. Uh, water system um, improvements. Those are infrastructure improvements due to growth of our population, due to, um, you know, doing things like uh, uh, cutting down forests and building houses there and having to put sewers in, or worse still, building on wetlands, which require huge infrastructure to keep things from floating away. Um, uh, so, you know, this the first one was for $160,000 over two years. Um, maintenance of the water system for these controls. Here we go, you know, the, we've got old, ancient infrastructure. There's going to be a lot of maintenance problems. Um, that's $50,000 for these controls, uh, water system Madison County water system controls. Um, and this last one that I said was w water system capacity analysis. This is to pay somebody to come in here and try to figure out where they're going to get the water to support all of the people and growth that are that's going on here. You know, it's only the corporations that 
that think that growth is just the best thing that ever happened. Everybody else is crushed by it, okay? Anyway, here comes some more uh, travel requests for Mitchell Nicholas for the Sheriff's Department. It was about $2,000 for this person to go and get training on special weapons and tactics. Um, that does not sound like de-escalation stuff to me, does it to you? I think more than anything else, all of our law enforcement need training in how to de-escalate things. All of these extra military weapons and stuff. Um, no, I'm not going to get on board with that. Uh, especially when it gets it passed. It comes up as an item and the attorney says, yeah, this is a... Uh, recommended for the commission to pass it, and the pass and the commissioners all vote a on it. Okay, no discussion. Um, I can assure you that if somebody put that in front of me, and I was on the commission, I'd be like, why? Why do we need special weapons and tactics? Where's our sheriffs that are going to de-escalation training? Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, okay, I talk too much, but that's why I have a podcast. Um. Uh, number three, 33 was a private work report. That's all it says on the agenda. That's all they said in the meeting, and it passed with no discussion. That's mysterious. Got no idea what that was about. Private work report. That's it. Everybody voted A. Whatever. Um, let's see. So then came a Rebuild Alabama Act annual report. <coughs> uh, and this was uh, the annual report for fiscal year 22. The, they said that the report is available on the public website and not a whole lot more was said about it. I guess that basically this is kind of like reading the minutes in. I don't know. Um, but that might be an interesting thing to go to the public website and see what the heck this Rebuild Alabama Act report is about. Um, I have a feeling since it's called Rebuild Alabama that it must be something coming from the state. Um, some funding for them to do something. Meh. Uh, number 35, there were several bids that uh, um, to ratify, table, cancel, or reject. They were all passed, so I guess that's ratified, right? Things like... Um, uh, water department needed some chemicals <laughs> kind of sounds all liquid chlorine gas and hydrofluosilicic salicylic no silicilic acid 23% so this has got to be for treatment of something but it also kind of sounds like they're building a bomb um, for the water department there's one here for them to get um, a, here we go, a 2023 Chevrolet Silverado 2,500 horsepower drive, four-wheel, four-wheel drive, crew cab, um, uh, 172-inch service truck, or equivalent for District 4. This is a place right here, those of you who listen to Pod 4, Episode 4 for this year, this is exactly the place where it's really crucial to start introducing electric vehicles. The, the 
the vehicles that really are used all the time on the road, like delivery vehicles, that kind of stuff. Uh, personal vehicles, yes. Ultimately, yes, those need to be migrated over. Uh, but even better would be if we used public transportation or pooled our vehicles somehow and just had fewer vehicles on the road and a lot more people in public transportation that was, uh, there you go, buses, those need to be electrified. We need to start getting the the uh, in a position where we can get off of fossil fuels as quickly and easily as possible. So there's an opportunity for the commission to buy an electric vehicle. I don't even know if they make trucks, though, but surely they do. Those are the important places right there where government can start making a huge difference. Let's see what else. Some janitorial, janitorial supplies. That's cool. Uh, oh, here's another big truck that they want. Uh, oh, yeah. um, and let's see. A, they want a used Freightliner single axle tractor. I for District Four. I know. I don't know what that's for. Um, anyway, those bids were all ratified. I guess is the right word. Um, number 36, this is my subdivisions item. We're almost at the end. Um, uh, so here we go. We got Blue Ridge Farms subdivision. Used to be a farm. Now it's a subdivision. Uh, we've got the homestead at Cliff Farm. Oh my goodness, that used to be a farm. Now it's going to be a subdivision. We got Flint Meadows Phase 2B. Um, oh, that used to be a Meadowlands. Now it's got people all over it. We've got Wood Trail Phase 2. That sounds like it used to be a forest. And guess what? Now it's got people living all over it. And and those people need water. And they got to put chemicals on their lawns. Something has got to give. Anyway, in, the upshot is that this was all together... It seems to me, if I did my math correctly, 341 new lots. Again, three every time there's hundreds of lots get approved for people to take over the natural world. Um, okay, some people are going to take, uh, take me to task for that because people are part of the natural world. But you get that there's a difference between uh, wild things and... Um, civilized things. I'll, I'll use that. Uh, that um, and there's a need for diversity for this amazing emergent phenomenon called life and a biosphere to continue. Um, anyway, 341 more lots taking over farmland, woodland. Uh, have at it. Okay, item 37, which is the last item on the agenda, was budget adjustments. And this is the, I wrote this note down, big numbers fly by. Uh, yeah, I started to try to keep up with what they were doing, but uh, I, I, I couldn't. And I don't, I, I could rewatch it, but, you know, I the point is, who's supposed to be able to keep up with, if you're like a regular citizen, with this kind of uh, business. Uh, I'm supposed to just trust that uh, that they're doing me right. 
yeah, well, anyway, you know how I feel about that. Um, the, then came public comments, and, you know, by the way, they have, uh, they make a big caveat on the public comments also for Madison County Commission, much as they do for Huntsville City Council, that you're not supposed to enter into conversation, and you can't, uh, sully anybody's good name, and you can't do any, you know, just a bunch of stuff that you're not allowed to do. However, I will say that by this time it's, you know, pushing 11 o'clock in the morning, so that's not the same as pushing 11 o'clock at night if you have to wait to make public comments for Huntsville City Council. Um, some guy gave the commissioners a book and said, it'll save you millions. I, I don't know. It looked iffy. Um, then comes um, the, the commissioner comments and whoever it was, I think it's the guy who was sort of arbitrarily, because you know we lost our uh, uh, Dale Strong he went to Washington and he was the uh, lead commissioner and ran the meetings so uh, it looks like they're just going to um, kind of arbitrarily pick a commissioner to run the meetings until, and this is what this guy said, they're waiting on the governor to appoint a chairman of the commission. Uh, I uh, And I think that means a new person, not to pick one of them to be a chairman, although I guess that could happen, but somebody's got to replace Dale Strong representing his district. So I think that the, there's not going to be an election. In this case, the governor's just going to name somebody. So that's democracy for you, I guess, you know. Um, or certainly we could do better than that. Um, however, I acknowledge that running an election is kind of expensive. So, and I don't know how, uh, how much longer is left on his term until uh, we'd be running another election anyway. So maybe that's at least the governor is elected by the people. Not by me, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. Maybe that's a maybe that's a good idea in this case. So anyway, um, stay tuned, please, for comments with uh, about the Huntsville um, City Council from the 26th of January last week. And Tris Emmy Wilson is going to uh, join me and we're going to talk about that and maybe some, she might have some words about what's going on with the planning commission or the zoning, rezoning dudes or the subdivision stuff. Uh, um, who knows? All kinds of interesting things. Stay tuned and uh, hang in for the end when I will be reading that poem for you that um, an acquaintance of mine wrote. Okay, um, we're back, and uh, now we're going to uh, finish up the program um, with Tris Emmy Wilson visiting again. Um, and thanks for coming, and uh, um, um, 
we're going to talk ba basically mostly we're going to talk about the city council meeting as i said from the 26th but tris has uh, some updates from a couple of other things why don't you take it away yeah so we've got quite a few meetings since the last time i was on uh -huh. um, we've got january's uh planning and zoning adjustment um, we have jenny robinson's town hall on homelessness but we'll get started with uh with planning and, and zoning um so last time i was on the show i had talked about how zoning admin was treating the front side of roofs as as part of your front yard for solar panel purposes uh -huh. um, and how that was causing some interesting issues at at uh the board of zoning adjustment um, and a couple specific cases. It it turns out uh, current zoning admin went to talk to the previous um, planning director, and it turns out that, that was not the intent of the zoning ordinance, not the intent of planning staff at the time the ordinance was was uh, amended like that. So that is changing. Um, okay. The front side of your roof is is no longer going to count as your front yard for solar panel placement purposes. Sheesh. Uh, okay. So, but that that's like. That is, it's a good thing. Um, yeah, hopefully yeah. that means, yeah, more folks will, will have more viable solar options. So that's really good. Yeah, that is good. Um, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Planning Commission, we got our annual development review. If you like numbers without context, uh, definitely check it out. Um, there will be <laughs> a link in the in the show notes, uh, hopefully, I'm sure. Um, yeah, okay, send that to me. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, one thing that I do like about numbers, I just was talking earlier about um, the Madison County Commission. And I've started adding up how every time how many new plots, lots that they've, you know, uh, 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 given permission to for people to build out yeah. in the county. And so that's a number that I kind of like. So I think planning might have some numbers similar to that, that I would yeah. personally like to have a, a little glance at, but it's no, just it, crazy. It's, it's definitely really good data. It's just, um, you know, I, I wish there were more obvious takeaways from it other than everything is getting more expensive and we're, we're building more, we're building more housing uh, towards the outskirts of the city and we're not doing, mm -hmm. um, you know, denser infill. So, but that's, mm -hmm. that's, uh, yeah. that is, that is how it is right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, speaking of uh, lot development getting approved, um, mm -hmm. we got a 350 unit apartment complex, I think it was, um, moving forward after boundary plot approval. Uh, it's probably going to be fairly expensive. I don't think there were um, affordable housing considerations here, but uh, more housing, <laughs> more, more density, I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll accept it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's going to be off... Uh, Martin Road, I think. So Martin, Martin Road. Martin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. City. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, to service the arsenal, right? Yep. I, I mean, what isn't to service the arsenal? In <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'll bring that up again when we get to the mayor's comments in the excellent. city council. <laughs> I was I was tuned out the whole time um, while he was speaking, so I have no idea what you're going to say. This is going yeah. To don't be worry exciting. about it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's going to be such a surprise. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's zoning and planning. Um, okay. And then I guess uh, I guess the Robinson Town Hall. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I noted that she um, uh, was having a town hall on homelessness. It was this Monday night. For us, that's last night, 
and you went and I couldn't, and I'm glad you went. And I do want to know what they said. Yes. Please. So I am still, still processing all of it. So some mm-hmm. of this might be, I'm going to try not to get anything wrong here. Um, but my interpretations of it are not yet complete. Yeah. Okay. But, that's um, okay. And yeah. if we need to talk about it again at another time, that's okay too. Cause yeah, it's an sure. ongoing issue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we had uh, Scott Irwin from Community Development was leading this part, and there were a couple of other folks. Um, we had Loretta Moore, who runs the Continuum of Care stuff, um, leads that practice, and Joy Davis, who's a planner in Community Development. Uh-huh. Um, and then I guess I guess I'll just go in order. So the tone was set pretty early. Um, Scott Irwin's description of, of the goal of how community development is handling homelessness is to make homeless encampments no longer necessary, available, or enabled. And um, my comment was in what order? In what order? Yeah, yeah. indeed. In, in what order? Um, there were lots of uh, really pointed questions. Um, I mean, where... because historically they have definitely been doing it like in the opposite order. We are going to tear them down. Right. Regardless of what happens to anybody who lives in them, you know, so that's yeah that's like mm, performative you know it's like oh yeah this, this, this but it just so happens that we're gonna do this part of it but we're gonna do all of it but right now we're doing you know right now we're just doing this part yeah um and that part is always the the worst possible part um, uh-huh. but yeah there there were some some fairly pointed questions uh from uh a couple of folks one of them was like do you have the ability to provide like basic services to to these places like homeless encampments when they are necessary and the uh-huh. specific examples given were like water and porta potties and uh-huh. that sort of thing like there was a lot of talk about how um folks in homeless encampments tend to like leave the place super messy right but no talk about how like maybe we could take a harm reduction approach to this and like provide resources um to make it easier for them to to not do that right so yeah, well now how many times in city council have i heard people say well we can't provide those because then it makes it too right. attractive for them to right. stay there exactly which is not like and that's it's it's certainly an approach um community development has certainly chosen one of the approaches out of all the approaches they could to this uh, i i certainly don't think it's the right one um yeah. like you said it's it's a it's a matter of of ordering uh at least partially. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so in terms of the, the whole continuum of care process, um, what sort of services are available to unhoused folks in the city? Um, we got a, a really staggering number. Uh, 33 agencies um, support unhoused folks in the city. Uh, not really clear how many of those are like internal to city government and how many of those are private entities. Um, well, I guarantee you they're not all internal to city government because there's I, no I way this city yeah, put that has, much resources into right. the, our, our homeless problem. Yeah. And, and our growing of, homeless problem. Yeah. Th- and there are a lot of questions about, um, or there are a lot of questions I have about how grant funding is administered, how conditions are placed on that grant funding, um, especially as it relates to things like restrictions that uh, shelters are able to place on who stays there. Um, there were some uh, some comments about 
I think we had like emotional support animals, how uh, children and parents um, can be like separated in shelters. Uh, there were a few other like sort of barriers um, to folks accepting shelter beds that were discussed. Uh, but there wasn't any discussion um, from anyone, including the city, about like what we could do to make those barriers go away from the service provider side, mm -hmm. right? Like, and the sense I got was that all of these uh, these restrictions were being put in place by private orgs, right? It's not the city doing this. So there's there's definitely a question there about how or what the to what extent can the city place conditions on grant funding that it's dispersing such that maybe it could be maybe those maybe those uh barriers could could go away or be diminished a bit yeah. right it's yeah. not really clear to me how necessary those conditions are i don't and, and i don't are there any ever any conditions on any grants that get passed out anyway i mean it's like they decide that they these people get a grant i can't right. they never talk about any conditions on these grants in anything i've ever heard or read anyway you know right so my, it's my it's not transparent i don't yeah my understanding is that some of those conditions are are going to be like placed by the original grant funder which i think is usually hud um oh okay but but yeah i'm not really sure about what the city is allowed to do to place further conditions on that or maybe maybe they're not. I'm certainly not an expert in this area. Yeah, me neither. Um, but definitely seems like something to look into. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, we we certainly have talked about things like, um, it, you know, we could make a a rule. We we do not have the power in the city to change what the minimum wage is, but the city could decide when they hire people to, you know, not hire them at less than fifteen dollars an hour or whatever, you know. Right. So there's, there are ways to do these things without a right. doubt. Precisely. Um, there were something that really, really emphasized this was um, we had our uh, like point in time count of how many unhoused folks there were mm -hmm. um, or just like folks experiencing. No, how many unhoused folks there were. And it was like 530 or something. And I think 230 of those were like currently unsheltered at the time of that count was taken. Uh -huh. um, but and, that's five. Uh, that's go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. yeah. So that's five hundred and something total. And then the the next slide, or or maybe below this on the same slide, was the total number of like shelter inventory we have, right? And mm -hmm. it's something like nine hundred and fifty beds. And it's like that number is a lot bigger than the the five hundred one, right? So what's happening there? Um, and the answer is a lot of these sometimes artificially imposed barriers. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, there, when this comes up, there are always going to be these people that say, well, some of these people just don't want help. They want to live out there without any porta potties or dumpsters and, you know, that kind of stuff. No, that is, yeah, there, that, that was mentioned several times. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I I, I kind of get the sense that it's not literally half of the the unhoused population. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I I can maybe understand. <laughs> I mean, it's maybe like level, but like two or three people right, out of all those right. people. That's yeah. how many people it is. That's, okay. Yeah. And that's not <laughs> a ho a houseless problem. If you got two or three people that want to 
to have a tent someplace and live. That's not a problem. That's not the problem that we have. Yeah. Yep. Um, what else have we got here? Uh... So let me just ask you, in particular at this uh, town hall, did Jenny Robinson say anything? <laughs> I, I did not. Well, okay. There, there was a, a question later um, towards the end of the event that we'll probably get to, but she didn't talk about housing issues specifically very much. She mostly just left it to the community development folks. Um, but I mean, we've heard Jenny Robinson's take on on house yeah. before. Yeah. Um, it's maybe it's changed. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't go into the town hall expecting very much, I guess, if that's what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and um, so I think you mentioned to me earlier that uh, somebody made the point that just housing people is, you is not, has been shown supposedly to not be helpful if you don't also have services for those people. Yeah, that, that argument was made. And again, not an expert here. Maybe there is some merit to that. I, I definitely think that, oh. I definitely think that case management and services should be available to those who want them. Um, yes. But like the, yeah, I there, think in fact, I think it has been shown not only that just housing people helps them a lot, but also it's cheaper. Than, yeah, yeah than... no, it's it's cheaper than what we're doing now for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Um yeah. So, so I don't I don't know what 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 the holdup is, okay? I don't get Yeah. It. Th there was some talk about also about um like permanent supportive housing or just ha permanent housing inventory in general versus like emergency shelter inventory mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. and how there's much less permanent housing. Um, there was a, a good set of questions about uh, like, I guess the, the problem there from the city's perspective is that landlords and, and such won't necessarily accept vouchers or city funding or affordable housing subsidies or whatever else, right? I have um, a solution. <laughs> yeah, man mandate at new Pu development. Yeah, public housing. <laughs> oh yeah, or just or just do that. Yeah, that came up as well. Um, yeah. The the rationale for the first thing, um, developers not providing or accepting affordable housing uh, subsidies, is that some developers would rather cancel their whole development than do that. Which like okay, fair, but we still have the second solution, right? Which is just mm -hmm. go build housing. Mm -hmm. The city's uh, city's take on that is. You don't want to concentrate, quote, concentrate poverty, which like. Well, I'm, you know, I get, uh, we mixed developments are good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But every time you make a, a, a subdivision or something with, mm -hmm. uh, with uh, um, single family dwellings mm -hmm. and you try to put an apartment complex next to it, they mm -hmm. say you can't do it. Right. You know, every time. So it, yeah. it, it, it it's not, it's not just the city council, it's people's mindsets. Yep. You Absolutely. know, there's, we definitely have a problem with people just having this attitude towards less fortunate people 
that they're not people or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas if, in fact, I it's another thing that I, I'm just going to say it's been shown. If you have mixed developments, you build community, which helps people have yet more security, which helps them do better. And you don't even have to do case management stuff. You've just got a neighborhood that's, you know, but of course in in the United States, we have this rugged individualism thing going on and it's, it's tough to sell that. And it's very unfortunate. And I remember last year, some uh, the pastor from the rock coming and saying, Oh, I li- I moved out into the county so I wouldn't have to live next to you. And don't you dare build this apartment complex next to my property. <laughs> yep, uh, I remember that. That's a pastor saying that. Oh my God. So I don't know, folks. We just keep having conversations and changing people's minds. Yeah. No, um, it's it's um it's really frustrating. Like the sense I got uh with the amount of attention I was paying to the town hall was just like something is so structurally wrong and no matter how far we go and uh, down this trajectory without something changing it's it's not going to work long term um yeah and well yeah (laughs) no and and in the meantime the the harm reduction approaches are almost certainly the right thing to do yeah, I agree um, with that. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm, I, well, anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shall we dive into city council? Yes. Finally, uh, we can talk about happier, uh, I, less. Well, I want to start <laughs> with item 5B, which was that presentation of life saving medals to the police officers. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. Chief of police, don't talk about a stabbing in front of the entire council chambers, please. <laughs> um, anyway, that's that's beside the point. I was immediately stopped paying attention as soon as that happened. Anyway, what yeah. were you going to say about this? Well, I so first of all, um, you know, I, I I I have this inclination to say something kind of snarky, which is. You know, they came up there and they said, this is something we do every day, you know. So um, certainly not something we hear about on the news that they do every day. So first of all, um, obviously, this is image control. Or I think it's obvious that they're making a a stab at, excuse the pun or the whatever, uh, at image control they're trying to get a better image for the police by doing stuff like this second of all if it's something you do every day it's part of your job and you don't need an award for doing it mm-hmm. i personally saved a guy's life saved a guy from drowning uh i did get written up in the local paper back when there were still papers in little towns but nobody gave me a award and it wasn't even part of my job you know (laughs) it was just the right thing to do and the third thing that i want to know is what happened to the guy with the machete did anybody save his life you know yeah good good question why was he doing that did he maybe need some harm reduction you know 
what what was up with that that was not addressed at all clearly this was a story if you ask me i believe that clearly this was a a a, a staged production to try and and you know yeah i mean I'm, image yeah yeah and i mean i'm i'm i have no doubt that the incident described actually happened but but yeah it's that's the other side of this is probably something to do with uh, like employee retention work, right? I know we've mm -hmm. heard a lot at city council about how, oh, you know, we're losing our, our staff to these other cities because they're able to pay better, offer better quality of life or whatever. So there's probably mm -hmm. some something um, oh, okay. along those lines. That, here that too. does make but, sense too, yeah. But it's it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where it's towards the beginning of the meeting, the news cameras are going to catch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. There, there is certainly an image aspect to it as well. No doubt about it. Um. <laughs> well, and there were a couple of like parks and recreation. Well, yeah, th those did some life saving stuff. And uh, that, Cor correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they not even get medals? No, they didn't get. <laughs> they, got <laughs> they got recognition. You know? right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's I. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting, those right next to each other. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then yeah. we also had school board appreciation week, which, okay, whatever, you know, what if yeah. whatever it takes, I guess. Um, yeah. And I the, the next thing I think that uh, um, I found uh, interesting is, again, on this issue, it was uh, 19A on a public hearing to be held, you know, so I'm kicking myself in the butt. I should have stood up and said something at the time because I, it upset me. Uh, this was a rezoning of about 25 acres um, and, and to C4, Highway District C4, uh, Highway mm -hmm. Business C4 District, which does, if I understand, and I think maybe you're the person who do explain some of the zoning codes to me, does allow for multifamily housing. That is that is correct by default. But they said uh, they want to be changed to highway business C4 district, and they'll happily put a plat restriction on it to not have any multifamily housing. So there once again is do not build those apartments in my backyard whatever it takes, you know? Yeah, so, I'm, I'm trying theme. to track down specifically where the plot restriction was on here. Yeah, it's but it's it, not mentioned. I mean, it might be. Yeah, it, it would have, it would have been, it would have come from planning commission if it was there. So yeah, it's, it's really, really frustrating. The yep. restrictions to, we, we actually had, I didn't mention it because it was fairly boring and routine, uh, but at, at planning commission, um, we had a, a rezoning to C1, uh, the least intensive um, commercial use district uh, fail because some neighbors were opposed to it. Um, whatever, it's off Zirt Road. It's almost in the county. It's like adjacent, almost adjacent to a parcel. It's in the county. Mm -hmm. um, but they also had a, a plot restriction that was like that. And it's like, why? Why would you yeah. do that? Yeah. It's, it's in a residential. The whole point of C1 is so that you can put so you could have mixed use developments like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. C one is my absolutely my favorite zoning district um, when it's used without a plot restriction. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just like it was so. I think to see my that. my favorite uh, zoning is the one where they uh, it doesn't get one of the standard codes, but they actually do a study for that oh. spot. That's my favorite. 
yeah puds or something yeah there you go yeah. you got it yeah so, yep, <laughs> i know obviously that's well i don't even care yes that's intensive labor intensive probably expensive and i think it would slow the whole thing down which might have not only the effect of slowing things down but also if you're not getting to develop as much you might be inclined to put more people on that spot yep God, and quit yeah. taking all of the farms and the woods and the habitat, the oh, wetlands. Good Godfrey. That, that reminds me. Um, yes. at, at, uh, at Robinson's Town Hall, we had um, Robinson's favorite community organization, the Southland Soul Main Business Association. Oh, God. Um, to speak. I'm sorry. Um, did I laugh? I, I apologize. <laughs> listen, I, I, this is a joke I will not make on air. Um, but it's about yeah anyway <laughs> uh the south Huntsville main business association was there um talking about some housing development you know, it's a rental housing development it's like great mm -hmm. we love our multifamily housing units it's great and it turns out it's just another like 100 unit single family build to rent kind of situation that's going up in south Huntsville. um so it's like oh my not gosh only it's like who, let me who's gonna own those uh it's gonna be they're, they're developer owned yeah uh, the, but the developer is gonna not sell them correct they're renting it yeah so they don't okay. the trick is they don't subdivide okay. the property the city treats it as if they were apartments and so on and then folks rent individual units so it's interesting because i'm not sure the the image they showed made me think that this this actually would not meet the four structures per acre um, backhanded density uh -huh. encouragement uh -huh. ordinance uh -huh. that was made a couple of months ago. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, a couple of months back. Um, so I'm curious to see if this plan actually goes forward as presented or not. Um, uh, I am too, because um, speaking of town halls, last uh, summer, I think it was, I went to a town hall up here in District 1 where hey, they were talking about. Okay, a very yep. similar kind of deal, single family dwellings, but the developer was going to maintain ownership and rent them out. And they were calling them affordable. Tell yeah, me if they, they were, were they calling these places affordable? <laughs> no. No, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, at a, at a house, as a, at a homelessness thing, they're talking about building single-family dwellings that are not affordable <laughs> correct well okay. they said they were they said they were one to two bedroom i think the the wording they used was like lower cost or something but it was very very clear to me at least that these were probably going to be upwards of you know thousand dollar a month rents and all that oh yeah oh easily um, yeah easily. there's no way in this area yeah um sorry my mind is still stuck in the the 2020 huntsville housing market so it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um well, my mind is still stuck in when did I buy this house? Like 15 right. years ago. And I I can't even believe what the heck. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I did so this reminds me. So the second part of uh item nine was once again a, about assessing a cost for cutting grass. Uh, and, oh yeah. We had and the and the owner speak. stood up and talked about it and looked like maybe, but then maybe they'd listen to him, but no, then of course they voted it through their charging him, right? But yeah. they in the, some of the discussion they brought up again, they don't like these people out of town owners, mm -hmm. which um, it, uh, you know, that's, 
that sounds so much like land reform to me, which of course is the last thing that these people are thinking about. I just had to mention that. Um. Yeah, there's, I'm, I'm, given that this has come up, like the whole out of town owners thing has come mm -hmm. up like what, like nine separate council meetings at this point? Oh gosh, at like, least. I'm, yeah, like I'm, I'm really interested to see what actually comes out of that. Um, it sounds like something is going to come up this year, uh, but I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, well, we do have a problem in this state with mm -hmm. out-of-state owners owning most of the state, you know? And, um, well, anyway, I, I talked about that with, uh, with uh, Zach, uh, you know, a couple of podcasts ago uh, when we were talking about what's going on with gentrification and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a I have a database somewhere of um, the mailing address of every uh, of the owner of every property in the county somewhere. Um, I may have to take that up and do some analysis. Don't ask why I have that, uh, <laughs> but I do have it. Uh -oh. uh, anyway, I, I know you have it because you're going to now look me up and see how long I've lived here. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. I I am a big privacy enjoyer uh yeah. and i don't do that it's yeah it was it was for a, a data visualization thing um the the big interesting part in there is is the like actual paid tax so uh, you uh. could plot uh like the the paid tax per acre on a map and you mm -hmm. could see what areas were more quote-unquote profitable to the city Oh. Um, and it, it was a pretty interesting analysis, right? It basically told you that, that uh, downtown and Five Points um, had a really good development pattern for some reason. Not sure what that development pattern would be or if it has anything to do with like housing density, but maybe, um, hmm. you know. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the point of that was that that dense development is like a fiscally responsible thing for the city to do uh, as well. Yeah, well, of course. And, yeah. And, uh, um... You know, how about, you, you know, we got this uh, rule against mother-in-law apartments or detached uh, mm -hmm. dwellings, right? Um, um, why don't we let those go through, but but maybe tax them? I mean, yeah, they would have, they would certainly be taxed if that, that happened. Yeah, um, uh, but of course that's, a, that's a way to get the density up, even yeah. in the existing places where it's already single family, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, but just just imagine how how character destroying that would be to all of these historic single family neighborhoods. I'm having a hard time um, seeing how that's character destroying <laughs> because yeah. there are plenty of them that are grandfathered in. Yeah. And I don't see the character them destroying the character of places at all, you know? Yep. Yep. Um yeah. I mean, you have to if you're going to build something new, it's got to follow you, you have to get a building permits and it's got to be quality and in in like the historic district and stuff like that there's all kinds of requirements yeah. for what it looks like and what it's made out of i don't see how that's going to destroy the character yeah i i mean i think i think the reason that it hasn't like a serious zoning amendment hasn't been proposed so far is because folks are going to complain about oh well then people could rent them and then that's going to be you're a neighborhood of 90% owners or whatever, right? Something like that. Um, it's all very frustrating. And we both know that it's not going to substantially change the character of the neighborhood yeah. or whatever, yeah. but it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, the next thing on the agenda were the public comments. And there was one person, Jamie, 
who stood up and talked about this uh, Oakwood Avenue smart streets thing. Yes, and so very, very, very. Also spoke about it at the end too, so. Extremely clever trick right there. Um, that agenda project, that agenda item was actually about Bob Wallace and she just sort of segued over to it. Really clever. Excellent oh, use of the first roster comment. There you Best go. Thing I've seen. I've ke- um, I keep saying people are going to figure this out how yes. to make your comments agenda related. Yep, it was so but, good. I mean, it was yeah. it was brilliant. That was like masterful use of of um, pre-reading the agenda. Everybody uh, out there, start reading the agenda and figuring out how you can make your comments agenda related, and come on and talk on item ten instead of item. 22 or whatever the one at the end yep. is yep, come yep, on yep. do it let's do this thing yeah but yeah the, the <laughs> open avenue bike lanes um so the the thing that happened there is uh east of andrew jackson way um they took oakwood avenue down from four lanes uh to three so one travel lane in each direction plus the shirt left and then they haven't painted the stripes yet but they're going to as soon as the weather gets better um for bike lanes on either side so it's going to be a lot safer for everyone. It's going to be actually traversable if you're on a bicycle. Um, it nowhere on Oakwood really was before, uh, despite. No, the, when uh, I, I live <laughs> right here, and yeah. uh, there was even a guy f- a few years ago who got killed on a bike right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not at all surprising. Ghost bikes out here for a good long while, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I and 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 yeah, so slow the traffic down get more people so they don't want to drive so they get on the bus i don't care or they get on their bike good yeah. you know all of that's good i think it's all good i know there's yeah, some people that are upset about it but you know i, I can't understand why like more more cars on the or fewer cars on the road is is better for everyone in the situation uh-huh. like you're going to have less traffic it, what it, it's going to be easier for you to get to, from point to point, regardless of what mode of transportation you're using, when oh, we have a more complete bicycle and public transportation network. Yeah, like gosh. the only way, the only way to alleviate traffic, it's not by building more lanes, it's not by building more car infrastructure. What was it? Bio- the, another person that stood up at the end with you guys um, to talk about the bike stuff. Yeah. The, I'm quoting her. Uh, Our public transit is kind of lacking. She said, "Yep, extremely <laughs> like, accurate. Yeah, yeah, extremely accurate yep. is great. Yeah, yep. Just, just a, so just the bit. more things that we can do to force people to get on public transit and build that usage up, I'm, I mean, that's good. It's it's just allowing it. Like it might be iffy in in you know this sort of transitional period, but like when you have viable alternatives to driving that work." Like people will use those, like induced demand, um, mm-hmm. as it's known in, in traffic engineering and planning. It doesn't just work for cars, like it works for every mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. You build a complete bicycle network, you'd see more people on their bicycles. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. build dense mixed use developments where people can walk to get their groceries, people will walk to get their groceries. Like, it's, yes, it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's everyone knows this, and we're just acting like we don't, and it's. Yeah, it's very frustrating, and we end up with this development pattern where the city of Huntsville looks like a child took a crayon and scratched on a piece of paper, and then they use that to make our city limits, right? Like it's yeah, and then they brought yeah. the same child back, and the child scribbled on it some more and made it bigger, and just and did that every two weeks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and oh my gosh, you could maybe get an adult to work on this, you know. <laughs> 
yeah i, Why I do will you keep say doing um, the same thing yeah. yeah it's a i i really respect what what planning is doing and how they are operating under you know the constraints of this framework but like god do we need a new framework yeah yeah right. yeah it's, i think um, i think we recognize yeah. that there are many things that systemically need mm -hmm. to change yeah mm -hmm. i'm yeah i i will just say i'm i've been very impressed with honestly just how competently everything is run it's just like the parameters under which it is run is, is just not very optimal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of public transit, um, mm -hmm. we had another item in 20 uh, that got skipped and not mentioned at all. Mm -hmm. um, grant funding applications for the uh, bus rapid transit line up University Drive. Um, that oh. is moving along. So okay, really good. exciting. That um, is very and, good news. And that's a, yeah. a good central corridor that yeah. actually gets some use. So yeah, and that'll it's, be good. It's going to be if it if it goes through, it's going to be the first, you know, set of bus stops in Providence. It's going to go all the way to Madison and and uh on in one of its configurations. And speaking um, of, you know, ways that you can help homeless people, mass transit is one them. of the ways yeah. that it can be mm -hmm. a huge boon to those people and yeah. help them uh, you know get going at something anyway you know yeah I mean. I, I mean like yeah folks folks at that town hall like just oh you know there are so many jobs available um and how are you going to get to them right yep, like it's, that's right yeah so um, well uh, i guess it's okay if you live in your car <laughs> well no that's illegal too can't sleep in a car on public streets here oh. in, uh, here in our great city um Good Godfrey. I no. think that was here. I, I'm, I don't have a citation in front of me. Don't quote me on it. Okay. But I'm pretty well, sure I read that. I've, you just I've quoted yourself on it. So, but uh, you know, what's the big deal? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. We've got all kinds of weird rules that are yeah. prejudiced, can I just say. Anyway, the next thing after the public com the agenda related public comments were the mm -hmm. mayor's comments, and I he went on he go talks about stuff, but I noticed that he was talking about he'd been to Boeing and Boeing this and Boeing that and Boeing the other thing and some maybe there was a party or I don't remember what, but he'd been out to Boeing and you know been wined and dined or whatever, and and mm -hmm. um <laughs> and he said this, uh, th this where we see what Huntsville is about. Now, do you see what the, uh, how that dovetails with exactly what you were saying earlier about what doesn't have to what do with the arsenal? Yeah. You know, this, and, this, and, and the, this is the funny part to me, or not funny or whatever. I actually wrote to the mayor a couple of years ago, and maybe three, and I said, we need to move away from defense everything and, and, and quit playing that game and get, you know, more serious about everything else, you know, or anything else, you know, and he wrote me back and he, and he had all of this stuff, like we, this is why we're bringing Meta here as if Meta wasn't doing a bunch of defense stuff. This is, we're doing all of this stuff. We're bringing, uh, you know, whatever target, you know, whatever. He wrote me back about all these other industries as if, first of all, they weren't didn't have anything to do with the arsenal and second of all you know if you bring some big retailer like target uh who's buying those products 
right. the people who yeah. work on the arsenal. You're not changing your investment, really, you know? Uh, so I just thought it was funny that he actually wrote to me, oh, we are changing it. But here he's got no shame. Not that he remembers that he wrote that to me, but he has clearly got no shame of contradicting himself to, according to his mood, obviously, because actually what he thinks apparently is that Boeing is what is, is up in this city. You know, that's what this city is all about. So yeah. and there was, um, oddly enough, uh, Jenny Robinson's last town hall that I was at um, back in August, I think uh, there was, oh, wait, I have my notes here. I might just be able to to look at my old notes. What a concept. Um, hold on. <laughs> August 15th. Let's see. Oh, I missed the specific number that I was looking for, but um, it was uh, Shane Davis, director of urban economic development, um, talking about basically exactly that, like investment in other industries. And I think I think there was a surprisingly high number in like advanced manufacturing or something was like 35, 30% of the tax base or something like that, uh -huh. which is like, it's definitely adjacent to uh -huh. yeah, the arsenal. Uh -huh. But like, I kind of get the sense that, you know, give it another 30 years or something. And even if the arsenal just disappeared, we'd still have a substantial sort of self-sustaining kind of uh, thing going on. But good, I, I, it's, it's, it's definitely, I think they're moving in the right direction there as best as they can, but like it's still right now. Yeah. It's still not really optimal. Well, and um, I can't say that swapping out arsenal money for FBI money makes me right. really happy either. Okay. Yeah. Just, yep, absolutely. just saying. Uh, the ne I, the next guy, thing that I um, wanted to say was that Devin, when Devin Keith talked, he said this thing about Bud Kramer being a confidant and supporter of his. And Bud Kramer uh, used to be, I don't, do you know who Bud Kramer is? I was, he has a building named after him at UH, but I don't, I'm not actually aware <laughs> of him other than that, honestly. Okay, see, because you're new, but he used to yeah. be for quite a while before Mo Brooks was the DA, Bud Kramer was uh, the DA. I used to work for Bud Kramer's dad, okay? I've been on the golf course with Bud Kramer um, and watched him drink a bunch of beers and all kinds of stuff. He wound up just like Mo Brooks, he wound up getting voted up to Washington and became a, a representative. While he was up there, I think he was only there for one term. That's two years, okay? And while he was up there, he immediately got embroiled in, which I'm sure is a scandal you don't remember, but there was a scandal about people not paying their um, their fees for the agencies the, right there in the Capitol, like lunch fees and, and uh. haircuts. And they're, they're like writing bad checks. And Bud Kramer was in there doing it which I, I think is, you know, why he only had one term, you know, because yeah. um, I think he just didn't run again, you know, yeah, I, don't, yeah. Uh, um, I can't really remember that part. But anyway, he I think he was only there one term. Um, so this is the kind of guy who is a confidant and supporter of Devin Keith. I'm, I'm like going, you know what? I don't think I would go around telling people that. What are you getting from a guy like that? You know, I yeah. He's got he's got the um, you know, he's got the child services whatever, uh, building 
down here downtown in Five Points area. Um, Bud Kramer, uh, what's it called? It anyway, it's for uh, abused uh, child abuse, you know, um, prevention stuff. So, I mean, that sounds good, uh, but the truth is, I don't know, what is he doing? I don't know what he's doing. I, you, you, you never hear about Bud Kramer. What do you, if you go to, let me ask you this. If you go to Congress for one term, do you like get a pension now and you don't ever have to work again? Is that? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I don't see like, he's a lawyer, obviously. I don't see billboards with, you know, Bud Kramer, uh, you know, attorney at law. Uh, uh, no representation is made that our services are better than anybody else's. You know, I don't see, I don't know what he's doing. So what is, what is he doing that he's some valuable confidant and supporter? So first of all, why does Devin Keith need a confidant? <laughs> I don't know if he knows what that means. And I hate doing that because he's my councilman, you know? And uh, anyway, I just thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I, had, yeah. I had missed that. And even if I didn't miss it, I probably wouldn't have thought anything of it. You, would, you wouldn't have thought, oh yeah, yeah. yeah but I actually know who Bud Kramer is, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Huh. Um, and let's see. Uh, uh, then John Meredith said that on the 7th of February, the, the next the next president's forum is on uh, the Human Resources Commission. So the, that's the 7th of February. If anybody wants to go, I'm just putting it out there. He those that'll be in city council. And I don't know what time, though, because uh, 4 p.m. Uh, oh, OK. 4 p.m. Thank yeah. you. The most because, convenient time for us uh, folks who work. work. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, um, let's see what else happened. Finance, they approved $25 million worth of expense. Yeah. Um, 19 is like, what's 19? 19 is, um, unfinished business items for action. So they, yeah, this was, they finished it, annexing some property and some equipment sales surplus stuff. So then comes to 20, which is the great big thing. And you talked about the one, um, one, uh, yeah, what did, what would, I forgot already. God dang. Um, they only held three items. So that left a great huge number of ones that were not discussed. And, and, um, but you mentioned, what was it? W? It was a, yeah, 20 W, um, which is, uh, it sounds very dry just from the title. It's uh oh yes, please. It's, yeah. It's about an agreement between the city and the Department of Transportation for installation of and maintenance of public safety sensors. So when they said public safety sensors, I'm thinking, oh, is it like car counters or something? Like that sort of thing. Yeah, like, that's right. what I would consider mm -hmm. a sensor. Mm -hmm. Um no, they're uh, cameras and uh, automatic license plate reading equipment. Uh, yeah, so very, very exciting. Um, mm -hmm. We're getting 16 automatic license plate readers, so eight pairs uh, all over the city um, on every major highway. Uh, you love to see it. Um, the Department of Transportation and the Police Department will not tell us where they are. Um, and there is no written policy on how long the data uh, they collect will be retained, um, whose data will be retained, 
what they are doing with this sort of data. I looked up mm -hmm. the, the software that was mentioned and apparently it, it has uh, one of its selling points is like correlation of vehicles you previously thought were unrelated uh, to vehicles that were involved in a crime or something like that. So I kind of get the sense that uh, the reason they are doing this is, is probably related to wanting to collect and retain data on everyone for a long period of time. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Devin, or, uh, or whether they have that design consciously or not, that's what's going to happen. No, it's they've designed it consciously that way. Um, okay, I, well, you, you're giving them more credit, but okay. No, no it's like I've... Uh, I got a frown from from the police officer standing in the the back right of the room when I, as I was walking out. So um, uh, I I assume that something I said was correct. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Devin mentioned at the end of the meeting that he'd follow up with me on that. So I have not. Yeah, heard I was. Yet, I, I I'm, wanted I'm to ask that, you. You haven't heard yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, I, not yet, but I'm. Yeah. You're optimistic that he will. I'm yes, I am optimistic about this thing. Okay. Um, okay, because I would like to hear about it. That's for sure. Keep us in the loop, please. He still owes me my fifty-nine street light. No, I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> um, but those aren't fixed yet. I, understandably, just, it's. <laughs> yeah, I'm just noticing that the that items X and Y under twenty, also that pass through under the vo voice vote. Our, uh, our favorite special employee agreement, guys. Yeah, let me see. Let's see, $37,000. Public safety dispatcher for the police department. Public safety dispatcher for the police department. That's interesting. Um, why these people can't get hired through the usual? Yeah, so I've seen a lot of these about, it's like folks continuing their old position as part-time after they've retired, oh. right? So it's like in, and that may be what's happening here. Both of these have the the clause in there that says like, you know, they're not eligible for any benefits except those they receive through retirement. Oh. Um, and I've seen some of those before and it, and it kind of makes sense like keeping institutional knowledge in place and all that. Um, but yeah, it is kind of interesting. In yeah, yet, yet again, more of those. Yeah. Um, let's see, uh, uh, the two of the items that they did hold, um, item M was about construction services at Sandra Moon Community Complex, and item O was, they went on for quite a bit about item O in the Hayes Farm Sports Park, right, yes. with the, I don't know, I think soccer fields, right? But Yeah, wasn't it soccer fields or was it yeah, baseball it was, fields? Yeah, I don't or remember, baseball yeah. fields, and then somebody said something about pickleball, and everybody thought it was funny and whatever. Yeah, it was, yeah. I just want to say, in both of those items, um, Hamilton, the city administrator, had to um, bring up that they're having to do a lot of study and planning for stormwater management. And that whole Hayes Farm complex built down there on South Parkway, right? Or down there at that end of town. Mm -hmm. yep. That's all wetlands that they're building on. So, gee, yeah, I bet you're going to have to do a lot of stormwater management down there. And I bet it's going to take not only a lot of planning and construction, but a lot of maintenance to have a prayer of keeping it from being wetlands. 
So, and, and in the meantime, you're destroying habitat. N not to mention, uh, uh, not to mention habitat for, you know, other species, but also uh, wetlands, of course, form, uh, perform uh, um, a, a massive uh, and important function in uh, filtering water and cleaning water up, you know? And we're just building right on top of it. I, when they, uh, several years ago, when they started um, this building down there, they came in and talked about it at city council. And I stood up and made a fuss about it. And then they did the thing where, well, here's the developer. He'll talk to you outside, you know? And sure mm -hmm. enough, he talked to me and told me about how I didn't have anything to worry about and all this kind of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and really what it turned out is they had already started the development anyway, you know? I don't even know why they were showing up, but they'd already made up their mind. It was all started. And, you know, there were concerns coming about uh, archaeological stuff down there, too. And they just plowed right ahead. I don't know what ever happened with any of those concerns, except so far as I can tell, nothing happened with anybody's concerns. Nothing. And, and here we go. This is my evidence. They're still building down there. And he has to make a point of, we got to be worried about this storm. We got to make a big stormwater management effort down there. And during the talk about that sp sports park, Hayes Farm Sports Park, which by the way, farm means it used to be a farm. <laughs> um, anyway, I keep saying things like that. I got I got a broken record problem. No, I mean, you're right. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Devin Keith made the point that these developers, Hayes and Enfinger, were you know he praised them so happy to have these guys and i you know if if your city looks like even to jackie robinson that's her that was her name right jackie reed reed jackie reed yeah who's jackie robinson is that like an a baseball player or something well i'm jenny yeah i don't know, <laughs> I don't know maybe i'm getting people yes that jackie reed is who yeah. i'm talking about even jackie reed who politically was like on the other end of the spectrum for me, for the most part, um, also maintained that it, you know, we were running a city government by and for the developers. And you, if you, you've got an image problem, don't sit up there and say, we really appreciate all these developers, you know, who are you running this city for? Should we maybe think about homeless people for a second? The developers aren't thinking about them. In fact, if you make them think about them, they say, well, we're just not going to do the development. Anyway, yep. yeah. another thing that, uh, that Devin Keith said during this conversation uh, with uh, Hamilton, he said, he said to him, obviously, we'll talk about this in private, but I want to say it now publicly. Mm. Which is why you don't do what Jenny Robinson wants you to do, which is don't come and make public comments. You're supposed to go to her office or your city councilman or somebody, call them, email them. Don't be here because this isn't the place to get business done. But there's Devin Keith saying there is a reason to state your concerns publicly. And believe yes. me. There is a reason, if no other reason than other people find out that they're not alone in their concerns, because yep. that starts organizing. That's what Jenny Robinson does not want to have happen. 
and that's what was going on in 2020 that she did her level best to stop by restructuring how the meetings ran. And I have to say, unfortunately, that it's looked like it's kind of been successful, at least to some extent. It's sad. Yeah. Anyway. Well, on the other hand, this was, I think, the shortest council meeting I've ever been to. It was like an hour and six minutes or something, right? Like that's. Oh, I think it was. I'm, I was about to say, I think it was more like an hour and 15 minutes, but yeah. It was very short. Yeah, but the, was... the one, the other one in, in um, January was really short, but it was like about an hour and a half, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's right. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm not really appreciating that a lot of items are, you know, not being discussed and just passing on the consent agenda. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I am appreciating that, it, you know, if, it, if things continue like this, it is going to be easier to, to make second roster comment. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Everybody hear yeah. that? That's uh, yeah, yeah. Start start making plans. Come yeah. back. We got plenty to talk about, and I want to hear everybody. I want to hear it, and I want to talk about it, and I want to get the word about, and I want it to be public. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, I've taken up a lot of your time. Thank you so much for your input, absolutely. and um, and I, I look forward to seeing you here again and you know sort of stay out of trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah always a pleasure hopefully we'll have uh, happier things to discuss next time oh yeah <laughs> right yeah. we can hope <laughs> we'll, we'll see yeah yeah okay well i'm gonna sign off thanks again and don't forget to send me those links so that i can put them in the show notes okay i i will do that yeah okay Thank thanks tris good night Bye. And I'm going to share with you a poem called Love Canal by Rick Spizek. Love Canal, wait a while. Feed the coins into the slot. People matter, probably not. Big bucks sing, politicians fling cares away. Toxics play beneath the feet, ain't it neat? With your breath to your death. Love canal, wait a while. Feed the coins into the slot. People matter, probably not. Toxic bleed from stream to seed. People count small amount. Chemical companies high on profits up with politicians in corner pocket cups ask their favorite scientists why air kills birds and hasty words can cancel, kill the federal fill, the bureaucrat, bureaucrats swill. But it's okay, they'll go away. Noisy people become dead people fast enough. Ooh, nasty cough. Feed the coins into the slot. People matter. Probably not. Sure, the cost of caring is high, while rusty drums pile to the sky. Renegade truckers dump the mix of dirty tricks on unsuspecting victim hicks. Really, just some poor fool's backyard. Not to worry, big money's wads got the nod. 
it won't reflect on ledger sheet, chromosomal change, or brains derange. Change the claim, reassurance same. Some must die for stocks to fly. Fix fertilizer from hand to eye. From rain to brain, calling loud. Breaking children, crying crowds. Point to laws that safely print. And grind your eyes into a squint to find it hides in smallest print. It's all okay, so go away. Feed the coins into the slot. People matter, really not. 50-gallon drums will melt. Is that the funky thing we smelt? Wells with fevers neath their belts. Unwells grieve grim surprises, weaving gray reprises, and catch you with your jeans dropped down. Unless you walk above the ground and your drinking water is never been found to meet the need of chemist greed. It's safe. He'll bury the bones in your neighbor's escape. You needn't relate its fate. Love Canal is far away from here today. Don't petition or even pray. Love Canal. Wait a while. Feed the coins into the slot. People matter. Probably not. Enough dead to justify the bucks. Hey, call us when you need some trucks to carry away the neighbor and say, feed the coins into the slot. People matter, probably not. Confirm with a mushy promise what's upon us. People crying, children dying, feed the coins into the slot. People matter, surely, surely taught.